More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Today on More to Life, marriage builders. Want a stronger marriage? Let us help you build the loving, peaceful, passionate marriage God wants for you. Give us a call, 877-573-7825. Everyone says they want to have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body reveals how you can actually achieve it. More to Life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising. Relevant. Hopeful. Angela, let's not just settle for stopping your son's behavior. Exactly. Let's talk about the kind of young man you want to raise. Practical. Theology of the body-based answers for every part of your life. God's original blueprint didn't include depression and anxiety. Yeah, that's a human invention. God wants to set you free. Let's talk about making that happen. The life you were meant to live through the theology of the body. More to life. Good morning, everyone. You are listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today on More to Life, Marriage Builders, we're kicking off the week talking about how to make a stronger marriage. And if you are looking to build an even more loving, peaceful, passionate relationship, give us a call. We'll help you out. Is there something you'd like to communicate better about with your spouse? Perhaps there's a particular topic that's difficult to discuss or that, you know, you're just not sure how to approach or move forward with. Uh, or just, you know, conversations in general are getting hung up for some reason or another. Maybe you'd like to have a stronger couple prayer life, build a stronger emotional bond, or be even better partners. Whatever the goal is, we're always growing as couples. God is always inviting us to have a healthier, stronger, deeper, more passionate, loving relationship. We want to help you build the marriage that God has in his heart for you. Give us a call. The number is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. You know, I think that Many of us are under the mistaken sense that, especially if we've been married for a little while, that the romantic, wonderful, connected part of marriage lasts until dot, 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 until the career takes off, until the kids come, until you're running teenagers around, whatever those things are. But we don't realize that that strong, connected, loving, spiritual, and romantic marriage is what we're called to in the sacrament of marriage. And we can have that through every phase of our marital life, even if, you know, we're raising a zillion kids and we're busy all the time and you're thinking, my spouse, who's my spouse? It's too busy to remember who that person is. We don't have to stay in that. Well, and, and, and one other thing, you know, that, and we'll talk more about this in just a few minutes, but, but, you know, building a strong, loving, faithful, passionate marriage is an incredibly important part of our witness as Catholic people. You know, w- the world is hungering for truly loving relationships, and God has tasked us as Catholic couples to bear witness to that vision of love that comes from his heart. Now, that doesn't mean we have to be perfect as couples, because we're not, and we shouldn't pretend to be. 
Uh, but it does mean that, that we should give a model of what it means to faithfully and lovingly strive for a stronger relationship. And the more we can do that, the more effective our witness is. In fact, this morning, it was interesting, I I was having a a conversation with uh, one of our subscribers at CatholicHOM.com, and she was talking about how a family member that she's close to uh, is not getting married in the church. It's a young man who's, who's marrying a Muslim woman. Um, outside the church and she you know and she was saying you know how can I witness to him how can I how can I evangelize him and you know I I was obviously the first thing is you know how close is she you know the stronger our relationships with people the more effective we are able to have real deeper conversations about things like spirituality and and people's attitudes toward their relationships and those sorts of things but the other thing is, I, I asked her, you know, how how strong would you say your marriage is? Because, you know, do you believe that you have the kind of relationship that would that he would want to have? That when he looks at you, he says, you know, there's something about you and your husband that, that I want. How, how you know, Aunt so and so, how do you do that? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And 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 the more we can say we have that marriage that other people kind of aspire to, even recognizing our weaknesses, our limitations, and our struggles, the more effective we can be in evangelizing other people. Well, and I want to be clear here. This doesn't mean that you have to take your marriage that is struggling in some area, as everybody's marriage does from stage to stage. We all have bumps in the road. And put on a happy face and get up in front of the church and witness to whatever marriage ministry you're doing and then step down from that situation, walk out the church door and still not get along with each other. It's not about having to do, when you say the world needs the witness, Greg, you're not talking about only people who involve themselves in parish family, you know, marriage ministry. That's great. If you've got the strength going on in your marriage and that's your call, go for it. But we're talking about just by existing in the world, you and your spouse shine a light. I I cannot tell you how much that affected me growing up when I would see couples who loved each other, were faithful to one another, even though they went through stressful times, they were together. It affected me completely. And you even see it on the internet. Young people who post pictures of like the elderly couple walking hand in hand through the park when people see couples that love each other it says to them oh my goodness this really can be done even in this crazy day and age people can love each other that's the kind of witness we're talking about now maybe you're saying that's not us well let's talk about that today and help you find some solution so it can be so that desire of your heart to have that beautiful, sacramental, loving, passionate marriage can begin to grow. Give us a call on More to Life at 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. Every day on More to Life, we take a look at the topic of the day through the lens of St. John Paul's Theology of the Body. And if you're not aware of what that is, St. John Paul, when he was Pope, gave a series of reflections over the course of about five years that looked at how we can see God's fingerprints all over creation and how those fingerprints reveal God's plan for living a more abundant life and having healthier, holier relationships. The theology of the body reminds us that marriage is a ministry. 
Most people acknowledge that having a strong, loving marriage is a good thing, at least on a human level, but we tend to discount the spiritual benefits that come from working on our relationship. In fact, many people think that working on our marriage is somehow selfish because it supposedly only benefits us. We often act like working on our marriage doesn't build the kingdom of God in the same way that being involved in a charity or doing pro-life work or volunteering in a parish or even singing in the church choir does. But nothing could be further from the truth. The theology of the body reminds us that building the kingdom of God is really about healing the damage that sin does to our relationships. The sacrament of marriage is about healing the intimate bonds that hold the world together. Without strong marriages, we can't have strong families. And if we don't have strong families, we cannot have a healthy society or a godly church. You know, if you're married, working on your marriage is really the most important ministry you can do. Cooperating with God's grace to make our marriages strong, healthy witnesses to the power and passion of the Catholic vision of love is one of the primary ways that we grow in holiness and evangelize the world. You know, the world needs to see that God's love makes a real difference in our lives. And the main way they discover that is by looking at the quality of Christian marriages. God cares deeply about how intimate, passionate, loving, respectful, and prayerful your marriage is because everything else in his plan depends on it. You know, if loving couples aren't cooperating with God's grace every day to make their marriages stronger, it allows Satan to get into the cracks and blow everything apart. Not just that one couple's relationship, but, but their family, and, and then ultimately all of society. The church teaches that working on our marriage is a ministry that allows each couple to bear witness to the love that Christ, the bridegroom, has for his bride, the church. So by working to create a stronger, more loving, intimate, and prayerful marriage, we're working to save the world, and we're building the kingdom of God. So if you'd like to have a stronger, even stronger, more loving, peaceful, passionate relationship, if there's something you'd like to communicate better about with your spouse, or you'd like to have a stronger couple prayer life, or build a stronger emotional bond, or even just be better partners in general, we want to help you build the marriage God has in his heart for you. Give us a call at 877 877- Five seven three seventy eight twenty five. Again, that number is eight seven seven five seven three seven eight two five. With that, let's take our concerns to the Lord, and we'll start taking your calls in the name of the, the Father, Father and the Son and the, Son, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, we come in your presence, and we praise you for the gift of marriage, and we ask you, Lord, for the grace to be the couples that you created us and are calling us to be. Help us to live not just our own broken sense of love in our lives, but but your vision of love that flows from your heart. Help us all to communicate effectively and to overcome the challenges that stand in our way to being a more loving, prayerful, passionate, faith-filled couple. We ask you, Lord, to take our hearts and lead us step by step to live out that vision of love that can be, that can both Fill the, 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 the desires of our hearts and be an effective witness to the world of what your love and grace can do, even with struggling, broken people <laughs> like we all are. We ask all of this through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary and in the, in the name, name of the, the Father, Father, the, the Son, Son, and, and the, the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Pope St. John Paul the Great. Pray for us. 
Today on More to Life, the show is titled Marriage Builders, as we talk about what it takes to have an even stronger, more loving, peaceful, passionate relationship. Whether there's some issue you'd like to work through or you're just looking for ways to strengthen your marriage, give us a call, 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Susan, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Virginia on Guadalupe Radio. Hi, Susan. Welcome to More to Life. What can we do for you? Susan in Virginia? Calling. There we are. I can hear you now. We we just couldn't hear you for a second. What can we do for you today, Susan? I'm calling because uh, I am tried uh, tried this past weekend to implement some very sound advice that I heard in listening to your program over time, which is uh, my husband has serious anger issues. Which have, you know, we're, thank God, by the grace of God, we married 34 years, uh, September 2nd, so our anniversary is coming up. But in any case, his anger issues have been a constant uh, theme. And, you know, he does apologize. We have done mar- some marital counseling. Um, but I feel, I mean, he just, did another outburst I mean um, the other day he apologized and the very next day uh, kind of the same thing all over again and then you know this is over being upset about the house being kind of messy and um, you know he thinks that I don't have the right priorities and how I spend my time and because I'm full-time mom he works full-time and basically told me to go bleep myself, and I'm like, okay, that's it. I really think you need to have individual counseling for the anger. And it's just been, I finally, you know, thank, I appreciate what you said about loving someone enough to tell them they have to take action on this, mm. or maybe get an apartment. Because this is just too damaging for my daughters and uh, our two daughters and for me. And how old are your daughters, Susan? Uh, they're young adults. They're, okay. um, you know, young adults. They're both living at home. Okay. Uh, but, you know, neither one of them is in a hurry to get married. And I kind of understand why, you know. And sure. I try to tell my husband, you need to be the kind of man that you want your daughters to marry one day, you know. If you Susan, let me ask you a question. You, you said you, uh, and I, and I'm glad you're, I'm glad you're challenging him to get, you know, some individual counseling for the anger. But let me ask you. You mentioned the marriage counseling in the past. You said you've done some marriage counseling. W- what was that like for you guys? Well, uh, the the, uh, the person is. We originally started just trying to get some help because uh, one of my daughters had like ADD type symptoms and so we were trying to deal with this as a family and so mm-hmm. but we also have seen her as a marriage counselor it's she gives good some good suggestions but I feel like she needs to really work perhaps with a man who can confront him more I think she's too diplomatic and too nice and he's a cleric personality type 
this mm-hmm. anger just comes so easy. Yeah, well, I mean, there are a lot. I mean, I'll be honest. I mean, lots, lots of male counselors are, are afraid of conflict too. So, so it's <laughs> it's more about the personality than it is, uh, you know, the, the 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 sex of the counselor. But, 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 yeah. I mean, you, you want a counselor who's willing to kind of challenge you charitably, obviously. You know, uh, but, but still, kind of be very clear about what the issue is. Let me let me say this, uh, Susan. So. Um, two things and 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 i would actually the reason i asked about the marriage counseling is i'd actually like you guys to get back into working together and here here's but here's why because um it's hard for a person especially somebody who's dealing with anger issues to have enough insight to check themselves and so when you're working as a couple on it, it you know even if even if your husband is what's called the identified patient the person who is saying you know i have this issue that i'd like to work on if you can work on it with your spouse then what's happening is you're you're you know the, the the person your husband with the anger problem is is getting the support he might need to deal with whatever woundedness is causing the anger um, or to express himself that way, but it's also giving you both tool, well, you tools to set better boundaries with him, and the two of you tools to then go back and say, how could we have handled this better? Like so, so right now, what's happening? He's recognizing that he's expressing himself poorly, and he's apologizing. You're getting that far, which is great. But the the thing I'd like to suggest that you do on your own, and that maybe you want to take to marriage counseling for, is to say, okay, thank you for the apology. Now let's talk about this. You, know, you were angry about the house not being a certain way. How could we as partners address that concern together instead of you coming home and just ripping my head off because I've not passed your test? You know, how, how, how could we, you know, so, so basically what I'm saying to you, Susan, is the two of you are then working, not just, you know, not, you're not just challenging him on his anger and getting him to apologize. You're moving to the next step where you're saying, if we had it to do over again, how could we handle this like two people who are called to be partners and who love each other? And, and, and you might be able to start to figure some of that on your own. But you also might run up against the wall and say, well, gosh, neither of us really knows what to do. And in that case, you would need a third party to help give you both the skills to learn how to address that issue better. Because until you have a new strategy for addressing those kinds of things that provoke the anger in the first place, your husband is just sort of stuck where he doesn't know what else to do, even if he wants to do something different. So I, I would like you to try to do that on your own. You know, once you get the apology and things have calmed down, great. Acknowledge that you appreciate the apology. And now say, if, so if we had it to do over again, how could we approach X as partners who loved each other instead of you kind of losing it on me at like some parent whose child disappointed them? Uh, because, I, because I hate how that makes me feel about you, and, and, I don't, and I don't think you like how it makes you feel about yourself. So how could we work better together with that? So you start that conversation on your own, and if you find that you guys are able to have it, great, you know, problems being solved, right? But, but if you are struggling to know what else you could do, if you sort of stare at each other like deer in the headlights, blinking, you know, <laughs> blankly, well, I, I have no idea, that's when it's time to say, you know what, well, let's start working with a, 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 some, a, a professional in some way. Uh, if you'd like you know, a faithful approach to this, you can always reach out to us at catholiccounselors.com. If you're looking for a more clinical approach, you can check out uh, something like marriagefriendlytherapists.com for a local referral. But, but working with somebody who can give you skills 
um, is really the key to moving forward with this. And, and I think that, that uh, you know, having these conversations as a couple, as a, as a starter, but then working with somebody who can help you get more of those skills to uh, see new patterns for addressing those problems if you had to run into them again, will really start helping you both develop a different relationship with anger in your household. We do talk about this more, by the way, in our book, uh, How to Heal Your Marriage and Nurture Lasting Love. Check out the chapter on conflict, I think, it'll, and, and also the chapter on self-regulation. Both of those in particular will be very helpful for you. But all uh, eight skills that we talk about in there that every happy couple experiences uh, and, and how to learn those skills would be really useful for you. Again, it's how to heal your marriage and nurture lasting love. Thanks for the call, Susan. If there's more we can do to support you, check out our resources at catholiccounselors.com. And with that, we are taking your calls at 877-573-7825. The show today is titled Marriage Builders, as we talk about what it takes to build an even stronger, more loving, peaceful, and passionate marriage. If there's something you'd like to communicate better about with your spouse, if you'd like to have a stronger couple prayer life, or build a stronger emotional bond, address a particular problem, or just be better partners in general, we want to help you build the marriage God has in his heart for you. The number again is 877 877- Five seven three seven eight two five. Again, that's eight seven seven five seven three seventy eight twenty five. More to life will continue right after the break. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over fifteen years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly two million dollars to thousands of pro-life charities. Four G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and five percent of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. Do you have a lonely brain? I'm Chuck Gatica, and this is Journey Strong. Loneliness, only enhanced during the pandemic, can actually help alter certain brain patterns, which can lead to various mental health issues like anxiety and depression. Your physical health can be challenged. Even with social media, loneliness is described as an epidemic. Loneliness can be complex, and there's a stigma associated with it. But mindfulness training, what you and I may call quiet and holy time, has been shown to combat loneliness. Pray more, breathe deeply, increase your list of friends, even force being more social. Don't be afraid to gather or appropriately touch others. A hug or a fist bump can signal that you are present with somebody. Let's not forget our priests and religious sisters and brothers. When was the last time you hugged your priest? If you sense somebody you know is lonely, ask them how you can help. Check out the Journey Strong tab for more on the lonely brain at the homepage of AveMariaRadio.net. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria Mutual Fund. You can learn more about the Ave Maria Mutual Funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today's show is titled Marriage Builders, as we talk about what it takes to build an even stronger, more loving, peaceful, and passionate marriage. 877 573 
800-227-7825. Joining us right now, Jacob Flores Popcheck. He is a pastoral counselor with CatholicCounselors.com. He's also a published author and illustrator and expert on the practical applications of the theology of the body. Jacob, welcome to More to Life. Thank you for having me. So you wanted to share some tips that you uh, give to couples in your pastoral counseling practice for making their marriages stronger. Yeah, today, uh, in preparation for the show, you know, we we posted to our Catholic Home app asking people to share some of those things that they need prayer for in their marriages. And one of the, the really just above and beyond statements that I heard over and over again was, you know, feeling like we're not on the same page in our marriage, right? We need prayers that we could be on the same page in our marriage. And what that brings to mind for me is a skill I, I teach any couple that I speak to, which is the importance of being able to sit with somebody and really find ways to validate and affirm their emotional experience, even if you don't necessarily agree. You know, there's this idea out there that if my spouse feels some strong emotion over something, you know, perhaps my husband is really angry about something that happened at work, or perhaps my wife is, you know, really anxious about something with the kids or her family or whatever else. There's this perception that if I validate their feeling, if I tell them things like, it makes sense that you'd react that way, or I can imagine myself responding similarly if I were in your shoes, or even asking follow-up questions like, uh, you know, what, when, when did you start feeling that way? Or, you know, what could I do to support you in that feeling? And there's a perception that if I ask questions like that, that I'm going to somehow encourage them to escalate even further. Uh, so we avoid it. We tell them to calm down. We shut down. We avoid having those conversations in the first place, and we end up isolated from one another. But actually, the truth is quite the opposite. People who feel validated and seen and understood in their emotional experience slow down and calm down and open up because, you know, they can trust you. And so even if I don't necessarily agree that your response is the one that I might have taken or is even the best one, I can afford to sit there and be patient with you and really try to hear out why you are responding the way you are, why you're making the choices that you are, and, and try to empathize and validate with questions like I've just mentioned. No, I think that you're really hitting on something here that, that's, that's kind of hidden in plain sight for all of us. You know, there's, as you said, there's this fear that if I validate my, my spouse's feelings, that somehow that's going to make it worse. But really what it does is it, it lets them know that they've been heard and that we care about them, and now we're ready to problem-solve with them. Like I was sharing with our previous caller, you know, getting past that point where you just apologize for the angry feelings, but then I'll really talk together about what you can do to make it better. Jacob, thank you so much for the time today. Always a pleasure sharing your insights. And if folks would like to learn more about your good work, I encourage them to go to catholiccounselors.com. And listeners, we are taking your calls right now about building a better, stronger marriage. So if you if there's something you'd like to do to have an even stronger, more loving, peaceful, or passionate relationship, give us a call. We'll be here for you in just a minute. Father Benedict Groeschel. I usually am operating on the gifts of the Holy Spirit when I don't feel well, even when I'm annoyed, when I'm down and out. During my recovery from the automobile accident, immense numbers of people wrote to me and sent me emails, 50,000. And they told me how helpful they thought my talks on EWTN were to them. I'm delighted. 
but I want you to know I'm nobody's fool. The talks that were helpful, the sentences that were helpful, the phrases that were helpful came from the Holy Spirit. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. And the styrofoam packaging came from me. I did that. And styrofoam doesn't amount to very much. EWTN. Live truth. Live Catholic. Miracles are miracles because they're different than regular daily life. A miracle is a reminder that something beyond nature can act within nature. Miracles are meant to open our eyes that more is always going on than just the normal humdrum of the daily life. Miracles are supposed to make us realize that our moral choices are impacting an invisible world that once in a while breaks through into our workaday world. The Blessed Mother predicted the miracle of the Son, and she made it clear that she was using it as proof of the truth of her message. In other words, when the sun stops dancing and you get back to church, to work, to home, remember what's at stake when you pray the rosary. Cresta in the Afternoon, weekdays at 4 Eastern on EWTN Radio. Hi, I'm Lisa Popcheck. In sports, teams win or lose not only because of the skills of their players, but also how well the players work together. The players on winning teams support and encourage one another, even in the toughest fight. Marriage is the same way. Couples who tackle marital conflicts with a sense of teamwork do better than couples who enter conflict ready to battle one another. In fact, research finds that happy couples have five positive interactions for every negative interaction, even during conflicts. That doesn't mean these couples avoid tough issues or that they aren't honest and direct with one another. But even in difficult conversations, these couples go out of their way to make sure that their spouse feels loved and cared for. They offer words of encouragement and affirmation. They work to regulate their own emotional temperature. They take breaks to refocus the conversation. And they cultivate sympathy for their spouse's position, even when they disagree with it. In short, their priority isn't to win. Instead, it's solving the problem in a way that respects their spouse and strengthens their marriage. For more tips about managing marital conflict, read our book, How to Heal Your Marriage and Nurture Lasting Love. Or for more personalized, faith-filled help, visit CatholicCounselors.com. Welcome back, folks. You're listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today on More to Life, the show is called Marriage Builders, as we talk about building an even stronger, more loving, peaceful, and passionate marriage. Is there something you'd like to communicate better about with your spouse? Maybe you'd like to have a stronger couple prayer life, or build a stronger emotional bond, or even just be better partners in general. The number, 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Give us a call and let us help you build the marriage that God has in his heart for you. 
you know, is there a bump in the road? Do you think everything would be fine if only my spouse didn't do this thing, if we could get along with that thing, if we could discuss this without having a problem? Whatever it is, sometimes, you know, we just feel alone in the world. It's hard to find support for marriage these days, especially Catholic sacramental marriage. If you feel like you need a little help, maybe a few more skills, we're here to help you today on More to Life. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. Before we take our next call, I just wanted to let you know about some exciting new resources that we have available for you on the CatholicHOM.com app. Or you go to CatholicHOM.com or download the app. Subscribers have access to our brand new host of marriage building resources. We have an online marriage retreat that you can do. We also have an entire new channel uh, dedicated to marriage building tips. So check it out. If you're interested, go to CatholicHOM.com or download the app today and become a subscriber to the Catholic home community so that we can support you every day in building the marriage and family life that God's calling you to. With that, though, we're taking your calls right here and right now about building a stronger, more loving, faithful, passionate, godly marriage. Give us a call. The number is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Maria, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Texas on Guadalupe Radio. Hi, Maria. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Yes, hi. Um, I, my husband uh, and I, we've been married for 26 years, and mm-hmm. lately when we got into a fight, we just stopped talking. Like it, It's been almost a month since we, we don't talk to each other. You haven't spoken uh, to each other in a month? Correct. And you're living in the same household, and you haven't said correct. a word to each other in a month, not even like, pass the salt, or where's the correct. soap, nothing. Yes, correct. And it says on my board here, Maria, that this was a little fight. What's going on? A little fight doesn't usually lead to silence for a month in somebody you're sharing a space with. Um, over the 26 years, it's always been like that. Like we, we got into a fight and then we just don't talk for a week or two weeks. But now since um, the kids are, la- I mean, well, they're not kids anymore, <laughs> they're 21 years they left home, um, so now we're alone, but it's extending more, you know. It used to be just one week that we don't talk to each other, but now, yeah, it's been a month. Okay, so, so Maria, um, when when you do start talking to each other again, how, how does that usually happen? He just come and ask for forgiveness, um, or he just say, you know what, let's just stop being mad and... So so he, so he he will initiate that you're saying you you don't yeah. you, you sort of wait you're waiting for him to come to you Yeah and and I noticed that because my parents it was the same thing they will not mm. talk each mm. other and I'll copy that and and I don't know how to you know So Mar- so Maria what so are, and, and I just want to be clear about something here so so do you 
Is it your sense that it's your husband's fault that you guys had that fight, and so you're trying to withdraw to get him to come to you and apologize? That that's is that what the steel or no, or well, do you both do things that that are upsetting to each other? And because mm. because again, I'm trying to understand why why you're waiting for him to kind of come around like that. Because I feel that the the every time when we stop talking to each other is because it's of his fault. Like he got mad or something that happened. Instead of just getting mad and because I apologize to him by text saying you know this happened but I'm sorry, and then I call I even call him that that day when he got mad but he didn't answer so those little things I feel like that's his fault when we got like apart each okay. other is not because I get mad no it's because okay he gets well mad. I mean but but yeah <laughs> I mean you know there I understand that you're hurting. You know, but but there. So you're you're engaging in what both of you actually are engaging in what we call the pouting, withdrawing child self mindset. Okay, what that means is when we get upset about something, and, and, and it's not just you, this is all of us, every single human being on the planet. When we get upset about something, we fall into what we call our child self mindset in general, and and so what that means is that our emotional brain takes over, and our thinking brain goes offline. So when we're in our when we're in our thinking brain, uh, or what we call our adult self, you know we're able to feel whatever we feel, but then our thinking brain catches those emotions and says, you know I ought to do something about this. So then you make a plan and you gather your resources and and you figure out what what could I effectively do to move this forward, right? And, and so you're you're able to think well. You know, yeah, I'm mad at him, and, and yes, he did some boneheaded things, but, but here's something I could do to move this thing forward. Even if it's not my fault, I could still be part of the solution by doing X, Y, or Z. And when we're in our adult self and our thinking brain is turned on, that's what happens, right? We're not so much worried about whose fault it is. We are concerned with how could I be an effective person here to bring about change and healing, even if I, didn't, even if I don't believe I made the mess. Because there's always something we can do to make things better or there are things we could do to make it worse it's it's it, it, you know whatever my role in the thing was like even if let's take it out of your marriage for a second if i'm if i'm you know walking down the road and i see you know somebody lying in the street you know i might not have i might not have mugged the person but i could certainly do something to help right so there's always something i can do to be effective in a situation even if it's not my fault and and because you're allowing yourself to go into that child self uh, misery-making mindset where you just sort of pout and withdraw until the problem fixes itself, you're not able to be an effective problem solver here. And you kind of block the grace of the Holy Spirit who wants to work through you to be a positive agent of change. And when we focus on fault, I mean, really, I want to say this to the whole audience. Fault needs to get thrown out of your vocabulary because it takes us right back to the Garden of Eden. Oh, it's Eve's fault. No, it's Adam's fault. No, it's a snake's fault. And then all heck broke loose and we're still suffering from it. Fault doesn't help any relationship. What helps is to say, okay, I'm in relationship with you. In this case, I'm in a marriage with you. That is a sacrament. What do we need to do to be a team here? There's stuff that went wrong. We want this marriage to work. We want to be friends. We want to love each other. What steps can we take right now to make a positive 
difference in the situation together. Yeah, and we talk about this in my book, How to Heal Your Marriage and Nurture Lasting Love, in the chapters on self-regulation and having a more solution-focused mindset and, and on conflict management. Healthy couples actually fight just as much as unhealthy couples. Um, they just do it differently. And, you know, because every couple messes up, every couple steps on each other's toes, we're every humans, couple's sinful. We're all fallen. Yep. Right? And, but, but, but so a healthy couple will recognize, wow, that wasn't great. Right? We, we, we really botched that. But then they're going to come back to each other and say, look, I understand we're going to see this totally different. We might not agree on what happened or whose fault it was or whatever. But, but the one thing I can say is that, you know, I know that we'll agree on is neither of us is happy about how that went down. If we had to do it over again, how could we approach it differently? Let's talk about that. There's nothing we can do about the thing that happened. But if it, if it happened again, what could we do differently the next time? How I'm, can we I'm, figure that out? Let's make sure you're underlining this, Maria and everybody else who's listening. Do not go back over what happened in the fight. Do not you're never rehash agree on history. All you're going to do is bring up all those heightened childlike feelings and thoughts, and it's going to just degrade more, well, and nobody's ever going to agree. And the funny thing is, you're never going to agree on who started it, whose fault it was, or what happened. And it doesn't Even matter. Lisa and I don't. No. Okay? If we have an argument, we never agree on, 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 on who did what to who first. Because the hurt feelings get in the way of the facts. It's not worth going back over. And, 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 and it's one of the things that, that, that I have the hardest time helping clients get past is that, but, but if we can't see, this, see it the same way, then, then how can we ever solve it? It's like, well, nobody ever sees it the same way. It's just impossible. The only thing you can do is agree that you both didn't like what happened and you want to do better next time. So what would that look like? And so now Maria, what do you do after not speaking to your husband for a month? You pray to the Lord, you ask him for the humility and the grace to fix this, and you go to your husband for the first time ever, and you make the overture and say, I love you. This stinks. I want to be talking to you. I want to build our friendship. I want to strengthen our marriage. What can we start doing differently so we break this pattern of not talking to each other after we've had even the littlest of fights? This is not working, and I want us to work. The second thing I'd like you to do is, is when, you, when you do get past this and do what Lisa... I really strongly encourage you to do exactly what Lisa just said. You know, go to your husband. Apologize for pouting and withdrawing for a month. Uh, say, look, you know, we, we, if we had that to do over again, how could we handle it differently? But then you're going to need to get some new skills. Right, and I want you to start start reading how to heal your marriage and nurture lasting love together. Uh, once you're a little bit calmer, read, read a, a chapter, chapter a, a night. Talk about it. Talk about how you can do things differently. Now, don't read it and then say, "Well, in this fight that we had eight years ago, this would have applied." No, no, no. Or it's your fault. Forward there. thinking. What can you do to apply the new skills to your marriage going? forward. Now, I want to say something, Maria. You're saying you've been married 26 years. That's a drop in the bucket. If the Lord wills, you will be together another 26 more or longer. So please realize you can fix this and have an incredibly great, loving marriage together if you get these new skills and work together instead of just keep 
trying to figure out who's blame and who for what. I would also, if, if you find that you are struggling to do these things on your own, because you've got a lot of history here, and you might might need some help building those And things. you were basing it on your parents' marriage and how they acted, which is what most of us do, so this is multi-generational lack of skills. Yeah, so if you'd like to uh, to get some help to overcome these challenges, I, I invite you to come check out our resources at catholiccounselors.com where you can learn more about the Pastoral Solutions Institute's pastoral telecounseling practice to get faithful Catholic guidance on, on how to start living this more faithful approach to conflict and building the marriage that God has in his heart for you. Again, that's at catholiccounselors.com, and the book is How to Heal Your Marriage and Nurture Lasting Love. But, best do go to your husband today. Uh, apologize for kind of pouting and withdrawing there and uh, say, you know what, the one thing we can't agree on is neither of us likes what happened. How could we handle this differently if we had to do it over again? Thanks for the call. 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Today's show is titled Marriage Builders as we talk about what it takes to create a stronger, more loving, peaceful, and passionate relationship. Is there something you'd like to communicate better about with your spouse? Maybe you'd like to have a stronger couple prayer life or build a stronger emotional bond or or be an even better be even better partners in some way let us help you build the marriage that god has in his heart for you the number is 877-573-7825 again that's 877-573-7825 with that it's time for our scripture today which comes to us from generous genesis chapter 2 verse 23 This one, at last, is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. This one shall be called woman, for out of man this one has been taken. So I love this verse, and it is a really important verse in St. John Paul's Theology of the Body. And practically speaking, what it means is that husbands and wives are meant to be each other's best friends and partners. You know, I don't hear it quite as often as I used to, but I, I used to hear fairly frequently that, you know, men and women, they're just too different, and they can't really be partners to each other. And so that's why, you know, wives need to have girlfriends and husbands need to have other guy friends where they can just kind of get the support they need. And You know, that, that that's that's not true. I mean, mm-hmm. men and women do need other men and women to support them, true. But, but, but a husband and reason. wife are called to be true helpmates to each other. And to have the kind of understanding that allows them to be perfect partners. You know, I t- we talk about this in For Better Forever, our book on, on Catholic marriage, that this passage really means that Adam looked at Eve, in fact, St. John Paul talks about this, really. Adam looked at Eve and said, finally, somebody who gets me, somebody who I can get. This is somebody who's made of the same flesh and bones as me, who, who's part of me. And I, I, we understand each other in ways that we couldn't ever. And then the fall happened, right? And it's true that men and women are different. They are. Um, but the, the true differences, the godly differences between men and women actually help us be better partners and work better together because of those differences. Whereas the false differences, the differences that result from the fall and sin, are the differences that cause us to stare at each other and say, I don't know what she wants. <laughs> I don't know what he wants. So let's work with God's grace to heal the damage that sin has done to the relationships between men and women and learn how to be those perfect helpmeets to each other. Again, Genesis 2:23, where Adam says, This one at last is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. This one shall be called woman, for out of man has she been taken. 
877-573-7825 if you're struggling to, to experience that partnership and you'd like to figure out what it takes to build an even stronger, more loving, peaceful, and passionate marriage. We want to help you be even better partners in every level of your relationship. Give us a call. The number is 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. More to life will continue with your calls coming up right after the break. Hello, Steve Ray here. Everything in the Bible and in the Catholic Church starts with the book of Genesis. It reveals to us God's plan for mankind. Yet Genesis can be daunting, especially given the scientific discoveries of the last few centuries. Well, that's where I come in with my new book, Genesis, a Bible study guide and commentary. Discover a thoroughly Catholic approach to this exciting and dramatic ancient narrative that is so often misunderstood. You can get the book now on the store page at AveMariaRadio.net. Check it out. Brought to you by the nonprofit Seton Home Study. Hi, everybody. Dr. Ray Garendi here. You thinking about homeschooling? Seton Homeschooling, 40 years of experience, 17,000 current students, pre-K through high school. They provide the books, the lesson plan, the counselors, the grading services, the tests. That's right, pretty much everything. My wife and I use Seton, some of our children. I'll tell you this, two of them got perfect ACT scores in verbal. And overall, the Seton students scored more than 100 points above average on the SAT. Over 30% higher on English and reading on the ACT. It's a rigorous program. You want to give the very best to your kids? Trust me on this one. Go with Seton. It is a beautifully rigorous academic program. Go to seatonhome.org. That is seatonhome.org. Underwritten in part by this not-for-profit. Are you looking for peace? Longing for joy? Want to meet the giver of all goodness? God is calling the laity to bring Ignatian prayer into a suffering world. Work for the new evangelization. Go to lordteachmetopray.com. Order your free digital training and manual. Find true happiness and everlasting joy. Go to lordteachmetopray.com. And click on the red button today. It's free. Approved by the USCCB. Want more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body? Well, and follow us on Facebook at More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa, and on Twitter and Instagram at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there. Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. Today's show is titled Marriage Builders as we talk about Building a stronger, more loving, peaceful, and passionate marriage. Is there something you'd like to communicate better about with your spouse? Maybe you'd like to have a stronger couple prayer life, or build a stronger emotional bond, or just be better partners in general about whatever. We want to help you build the marriage God has in His heart for you. Give us a call. The number is 877-573-7825. That's 877-573. 7825. Greg, we have a message from Rebecca, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Nebraska. She listens on Spirit Catholic Radio, and she asks, My husband and I, I'm sorry, my husband cannot stand my family. My brothers are kind of obnoxious and often insulting, so I get it. But they, they are my family, and I do want to see them, and especially my parents. They all live in the same town. 
So if I see my parents, I see everybody. My husband doesn't even want to see them for holidays or birthdays or sacramental celebrations. If he never goes with me again, it will offend my family and cause all kinds of bad blood and problems for me to deal with. I have no idea what to do about this. And that is Rebecca in Nebraska. All right, Rebecca, thank you so much for the message. And I'm sorry that you're going through that. That's really hard to feel torn between your family and your sure husband. Um, the, the thing I, I would like to ask you to do to start with this is, is first of all, to acknowledge you know, to your husband how difficult your family can be. I mean, you're, you're saying that to us. that you, you, It's not that you disagree about this. But I think that it's going to be helpful to really talk about you know, how, would, how would you like him to think about or respond to these offensive things that are going on. You know, you know to, to really talk about what do you need to do to take care of each other while you're visiting your family? If he chooses to go with you, yeah. Um, are there things that, uh, you know, how do you put this? Um, are, are there, you know, is there, is there a way that he could, even if he's visiting with your family, you know, escape if things get too much, you know? I need to run to the store for something, or I mean, let's go and take a walk. Or, you know, you know, what are those things like that that you can do to help relieve some of the pressure when it just gets to be too much? You know, instead of what happens often in these kinds of arguments is that, or disagreements, is that the topic is too big to solve. Do I have a relationship with my family or not? Or don't I? You know, your your spouse feels overwhelmed. He just doesn't want to do this in general anymore, rather than breaking down the pieces and problem solving around it. You feel flooded because you have to choose between you, your husband, and your family. It's just so large that you both get flooded and there's no problem solving that can be done with it because it's so big. So I, I would actually start this conversation by saying, you know, is there anything that you either enjoy or at least can tolerate yeah and it's okay about to visiting my family you know is there anything about being there that's that's okay or maybe even somewhat enjoyable all right so let's focus on how number one how could we increase those experiences number two what are the hardest things to deal with when we visit my family and then start brainstorming you know how could you how how do you deal with those things how could the two of you do, do a better job dealing with those things? How could you take better care of each other? I'll give you an example. I mean, you know, uh, she, she, she's passed away now, but, but when we used to go and visit my, my Lisa's mother, um, mm-hmm. um, you know, she was a very, very negative person. And frankly, it, I, I just felt suffocated whenever I was around her for too long. Yeah, I had tolerated the energy for years, so I was used to it, but you were not used to that. And if you went into it, it after and a while, I, and, and, and I liked her, generally speaking, but 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 but, but it was hard. It was hard, it and was she was a tough hard. person to be around too long for me. Um, and so, you know, we would actually just talk about it. So, okay, so when it, when you start getting twitchy, Greg, you know, he, <laughs> what are some things that that you could do to kind of handle that? You know, and and you know, again, same kind of thing I was just saying. You know, sometimes I would just say, you know what, we forgot thus and such. I need to go to the store and grab it, or I'm just going to take a walk. You know. Um, uh, you know, and just those little things. We would also talk about how can we take care of each other? What are certain things that we might need to do to really just reassure each other and, and be there for each other during the visit so it would go better this time? I mean, we even came up with a code word just to let each other know that we got it, that she was who she was, and it was really difficult to take, but we were there to you know honor her and keep up the relationship. 
but we were in it together. I mean, you know, so so have that solution-focused conversation about how you can take care of each other, what 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 are the hardest situations that you, you know that you handle and how much you handle them differently, and and again, most importantly, what's either okay or even fun about enjoying your family or visiting your family and how could you guys focus on doing more of that if you have a strategic plan then maybe he'll be willing to give it a try thanks so much for the message if there's more we can do to support you don't hesitate to call us back here on the show and folks if you are looking for ways to build a stronger relationship check out all the marriage building resources we have at catholiccounselors.com including the book how to heal your marriage and nurture lasting love and also for better forever a catholic guide to lifelong marriage where you can also learn more about the Pastoral Solutions Institute's pastoral telecounseling practice, where you can find a Catholic professional to help you with faithful ways to make your marriage and family life stronger. CatholicCounselors.com. You've been listening to More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popcheck. More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Dan McGraw. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net.